0: Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Uh,
1: and this one comes from Bo Frank. It says, this looks like a lost season. They have no chemistry uh, at all. Uh, what do you
0: say to that? <laughs> NBA seasons are very long. <laughs> so, I mean, we're obviously, we're past the midway mark. Um, and what well, we've got, like, what, 30, 20, high 20s, 30 games left, maybe. Um so, look, I, I think the positive spin is this. When the Bucks' best four players are on the floor together, they're, what, plus 16, that rating? They've got one of the best, you know, top four uh, marks in the league. So, when their best players play, they're really good, you know? The starting lineup's been great all year. Obviously, you don't have Chris right now. Um, and that's know,
1: huge. That's bigger than I think anybody realizes but, right now, Frank.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean... Chris Middleton is good, right? Nate? Um, yes, he is. the, the believers are, are not surprised, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's sort of one of the the things too, with the record, you know, when, when Griff was fired, I mean, underlying that was, you know, easy schedule luck, you know, in terms of winning a lot of close games and then really good health too. I mean, they've been remarkably healthy for all the season. I mean, Chris obviously having the slow ramp up, <clears throat> you know, doesn't show up necessarily in the number of games that he's missed. Um, but I think what we've seen over the past few weeks, you know your entire payroll is locked up in the top four of this roster. So you know you you basically are are just betting on on that group dominating and and they more or less have. Uh, but I think as we've seen, you know the the bench, the deeper parts of the rotation, i mean, when when you start mixing those guys in with you know different combination of starters, like things just go downhill really quickly. And I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of people can complain, you know, the, the bench scoring stats, right? Like they're so regularly like crushed in, in sort of those like bench scoring comparisons with the other team. I, I think people kind of get too worried about the, that number. I think the concern to me is that like, you just, you, the defense falls apart because the starters and the best, your best players actually defend pretty well together. Um, but anytime you mix in those other guys, you know, the net ratings just, fall off a cliff. And part of that is the offense falling off a bit, but you know, mainly it's just, that's where the defense is really in the wheels have really come off. So, um, you know, and again, like remember when Jay Crowder was out for a long time and that was like like the one long-term injury and it was like, Oh, well, we need, really need Jay Crowder back. Well, when Jay Crowder comes back. That's going to help the defense. It's like, yeah, that Jay Crowder is not saving, saving anything. Um, and again, maybe he can have a role on this team. um, but, but who knows, right? I mean, with this this Gallo signing, like, I mean, Gallo doesn't really feel a need to me. Um, but with the way that that bench has looked, um, I, I'm open to, to whatever, right? <laughs> I'm open to, to anything. And, uh, you know, they've played all their cards now, right? Trade deadline is passed. You made the Pat Bev acquisition. Okay, you know, fine. Gives you more of a defensive change up, um, you know, versus campaign, which I think is a reasonable trade off to make. Um, but no other big trades. You've already made your coaching change. You're not doing that again. And so, you know, this is the group you're stuck with and you just have to hope they get healthy. And so when I think about, you know, for the rest of this year, man, I I really think you got to get things together and try to make a run at keeping either the two or three seed because I just don't think you want Boston in the second round. And I think you need to stay healthy and, you know... (laughs) is it going to be pretty beyond that? Uh, Certainly hasn't, doesn't look like it's going to be that way, but again, the season is long, you know, things turn quickly. And um, I mean, it sucks. Like I, I would, I would like to have a game in two days just to like get the, this taste out of my mouth. Um, But in terms of like health with Chris and the ankle and maybe just getting these guys, you know, half of them were already mentally in Cancun tonight. um, Let them physically go to wherever they're going to go for a week. And Again, hopefully come back with a, with a different energy because obviously um, this week was sort of the ultimate one step forward, two giant steps back with with these last two losses after arguably your best win of the season against the Nuggets.
1: Whiskey helps get the taste out of your mouth, Frank. I found <laughs> whiskey is always a, a cure to that. Am, that, that I'm taste. definitely going yeah. out.
2: I'm going out this weekend to get my mind off things. You know,
1: there you go. Uh, okay, so let me ask you guys this. I'll start with Nathan, and then we'll go to Frank. So, what role does Gallinari play? If for those of you uh, tuning into the Green Growing podcast and don't know, it reports out that Gallinari is going to be a member of the Bucks. Chose the Bucks. Chose the Bucks, according to reports, because Doc Rivers. It sounds like promised him a pretty uh, strong role. Within this rotation and with this team kind of going forward. Uh, so, with that being said, is Galinari going to play five? Is he going to play Portis going to play five? He's going to play next to him because that's kind of the only way how I see this works. Or, you know, Brooke comes out, he comes in. Uh, how is this actually going to look? Because again, defensively, he's nothing right home about. Obviously, he's on this team to shoot and score. Um, so, I- I'm curious to what you both think about this. Nathan, you go first.
2: Yeah. Like to me, when I first heard the news and I, I was kind of like, OK, he's probably uh, kind of insurance for when, you know, I'm guessing Bobby's you know, plays over him to like that's their plan is OK. Bobby's our, our guy. But when Bobby's going through his bad games and his bad moments, you're not as stuck with him. You're not as like, OK, we have to leave by Portis out there as our backup big because he's the only one we have. Um, so I think he's a guy that can come in and be like Bobby Portis, but not as destructive, not as, not as much of a ball stopper. Um, And so I would expect that he'll, he'll have a role, you know, he'll have a a, a role on the team, but I just, I don't know. I don't see it being some, you know, massive role. I think it's more just another bench guy that you're, so you're not completely stuck with, um, you know, the one backup big in, in, in Bobby that you don't always, you can't always trust, you know, Bobby isn't very inconsistent. And obviously his lows are very low. So to have a guy that you are able to turn to and say, okay, Bobby doesn't have it tonight. You know, we're, we're throwing Gallinari in there for, for those 10 minutes instead of Bobby. Um, You know, that's, that's at least something to have. Now I, I do wish really like after this move, you really wish that they could have traded Bobby and Pat to, to get a defensive um, a better defensive player at the deadline. Who would want
1: Pat Connaughton?
2: Who who wants that guy? The G League said we don't
1: want him. Don't set him down plus, to us. We don't want them anymore. Bobby, plus no. six.
2: I'm just saying, I know, I understand. But I'm just saying, I wish you could have made a bigger deal.